Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where I've made it my mission to help beauty professionals, creative and independent entrepreneurs like you find the tools, inspiration, and motivation to unlock the abundant life you know you are meant to be living. Each week, you can expect epic guests and solo episodes sharing every tool, trick, and skill set I've learned on my own 20-year journey to grow and scale your life and business. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, former salon owner turned beauty business mentor and crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur, here to share incredible stories and insight about how others got started and the unconventional path they took to get there. My goal is to inspire you to reach your business and life goals with confidence to achieve your dream life through creating non-negotiables and boundaries without sacrificing your personal well-being and relationships. I know firsthand how real burnout can be. So if you're ready to stop the overwhelm and get clear and focused, you're in the right place, babe. Let's jump right in. Hello, and welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Virgio, and I'm so excited. I have one of my favorite women of all time with us today. Joanna Vargas is here. What up? What up? What up, everybody? Hey, Jessica. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for listening. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, Put your seatbelts on. Let's do this. Let's do this. So listen, when you get to vibe out with people like Joanna, you could just feel the energy. Like if you're in your car or if you put your headphones on, you're going for a walk right now, just know that we are walking with you because we are early morning girls. We are get shit done chicks. We are, you know, we roll in our masculine a little bit too much and we're working on that. And we had a conversation about, you know, owning our power and like who the fuck we are. So if you're ready for an epic drop right now, it's coming. It's coming. We don't know what the hell we're going to talk about, but um, that's how I like to roll here. And I always love to give you guys different perspective. I'm not just about bringing you people from the industry. Joanna is, I, I couldn't even label her as a thing, right? She's done so much in her career, in her life, in her business, um, and I want you to just kind of deep dive in. We're going to do a little bit of like um, hot seat just so people can get to know who you are. So let's start with, where are you from, Joanna? I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, still here. Yeah, yes, West Coast. <laughs> um, uh, so where do you, you still live in LA now? Yep. And so we met at an event called Event Love where we were learning how to host live events. And so that's where her and I's uh, first meeting happened. And I've watched you evolve and grow um, especially during the pandemic, we stayed close during that time. We both had brick and mortars where we were like, what the actual fuck's going to happen? And yeah. um, I watched you pivot hardcore and you took something that had been your baby and had done really well for you um, and, and, and took it online. And, and like me, you started a podcast too. Actually, not one, but two, because she's an overachiever. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, so um, what currently I want to work backwards so currently where are you at with life right now in business talk to us about that a little bit Jessica this past year has been difficult for me because like I said up like you said I'm an uh, overachiever so I had a fitness studio eight years and I was about to sell it Mm. and I had a dance studio before then and I sold that business so I'm pretty much like that entrepreneur that gets bored Anybody else out there going, yeah, I get bored. And then you feel kind of like guilty because you want to sell your baby. But it's like, I'm on to the next. I'm on to the next. So I was about to sell that, Jessica. And then literally a week later, closed because of the pandemic. And that person no longer wanted to buy the business. Of course. And I'm like, OMG, what am I going to do? So I go online, online fitness classes, 
Now I'm excited that we're closed because I wanted to close the business anyway. I wanted to sell it. I was exhausted. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Now here's the thing, Jessica. I went from a dance studio of like 5,000 square feet. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna open a fitness studio, smaller, 2,000 square feet. I'm gonna make it real simple. Let me tell you, just because it's more simple, it's still exhausting, right? A brick and mortar is like, oh, it's a, it's a house. You gotta keep it up. You gotta keep it up. It's so different. So I left that, went online and I'm still online now. And let's get real. I don't, I don't really even know where I'm going right now. That's where I am. And as I'm looking at my bio, I'm like, who is this girl? Cause I lost my way. Mm. I lost my way. Anybody else out there? But I'm starting to see the light a little bit, Jessica, and I describe it like this. I was in winter. There was a lot of snow. And right now the snow is starting to thaw. It's not thawed yet, but I could see the sun. I could see the blue sky. There's still the dark, dirty snow. It's not spring yet, but that's where my life is right now. So that's the best thing, girl, I could describe it as. Like I said, she's going to keep it really real for you. And I feel like so many people can resonate so hardcore with you right now. Like we don't have enough people around us that keep it really fucking real and keeping it real, but keeping it positive at the same time. Yes, It's okay to be in the season of fucking dirty snow, but like, where can we find the light? And that's one of the things I absolutely am so drawn to you and love about you is because you, you Bring up the, how can we ask better questions? That is something that Joanna is kind of famous for now. Like, what is one thing that we can shift perspective on so that we can see it a little bit differently? So it's easier for us to get through, deal with, work on, whatever it might be, uh, that 1% better kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, you started a podcast too. And I know that this, that's why this is going to be fire. You got two podcast interviews. You just want to like talk, talk, talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> tell us about the first one. So the Get Up Girl podcast was your first one, your baby, right? And yeah had doing a, was doing a podcast something had been on your heart for a while oh yeah and yeah. it's I wanted to do it for three to four years and so thank god the pandemic happened right raising our hands how many people it was such a gift that this happened because if not I still would have been stuck in that brick and mortar if she didn't buy it I mean there could be a gazillion things but I kept staying I have that personality where I'm creating for others But Jessica, if you would have told me that before, I'd say, oh, no, I'm creating for myself. I got this until I look at it. And I'm like, Joanna, what are you doing? And I love how you said that. Let's keep it real. Like, yeah, we're having a human experience. A lot of it kind of sucks. And then it's also really freaking great. It's like amazing. Right. This is an amazing life. And there's 24,000 times in a day where I'm like up, then I'm down and then I'm up and a little higher Then I'm lower Then I'm a little lower Then I'm higher. Right. It's like, come on, everybody. Yes. And laugh about it because girls, but this like trying to portray and perform all the time, the performance, I'm exhausted. That's the exhausting part. We don't even know we're, say it again, Joanna. We don't even know we're performing. We don't know it. And again, until I can step back and go, oh, girl, you were performing here. That boyfriend, you were performing there. That girlfriend, you were performing. It's like, wow. And I'm choosing for others so that the audience, the other person is happy. And I'm like, can I choose for me? So now, Jessica, on my phone, I have an alarm go off every day that says, who are you choosing for? Who are you choosing for? Oh, all day. Cause I have to remind myself and I'm, I'm like, girl, I'm in my forties now and I'm learning how to choose for me. 
It's like big girl panties. Isn't that interesting? And then I'm like, where am I going to be in my fifties, Jessica? Where am I going to be in my sixties? I'm so excited. What am I going to learn in my seventies? Wow. I'm going to be a real badass, right? So I'm excited because it's like, I just keep learning and discovering and learning and discovering. And then a weed will pop up. Let's get rid of that weed. Another one pops up. Oh, that's interesting. Never saw that before. Get rid of that weed, right? But I think we think we get rid of the weeds, Jessica, and they're supposed to be gone forever. Uh, I call BS. Come on, people. Same, same. My God, like I guarantee right now, <clears throat> as women and as, you know, our conditioned belief is, to, is to, to make everybody else happy, make people feel comfortable. And as children, you know, be quiet, don't be too loud. Um, don't show up your friends. If you're a great athlete, don't make other people feel bad. Don't throw it in their face. Don't be too competitive. It's like men get the opposite. Women get the, you know, sit down, be quiet, you know, and if you're pretty, don't be too pretty, um, and if, whatever. If you're sexy, don't be too sexy. But on the other hand, it's like, we were talking before we hit record, like, how can you know you how can you do a nice humble brag on yourself how can you be proud of yourself verbally and then and, and kind of showcase what you offer and bring to the world without coming off as a woman too much too loud too aggressive to all the things and i you just gave me like a fucking aha moment because i was a kid who was a performer i was an only child so the only way i got attention was to perform at the house right my mom said i used to be like you put a quarter in me you couldn't stop me right She's like, dance around until people paid attention. And then as I got older with sports and with dance, and it was like, wh what makes everyone happy? And that's why people, you know, become like class clowns. Oh, that made you laugh? Okay, that's, I'm going to get good attention that way. Or the bad kids, like my poor son, I don't call him bad kid, but that's how he's learned to get attention in class, being the silly one, being the loud one. Yes. You know what, Jessica, I have this great question. And I ask myself, am I out, am I willing to outcreate so-and-so. So let's say, for example, I'm going to just say Jennifer Lopez, right? Because I love her. So I'm going to say, am I willing to outcreate J-Lo? Now think of it this way, everybody that's listening. It's not that you're, the question is not, are you willing to outcreate her? The question is, are you willing to be more of you than J-Lo is willing to be of herself? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that one more time. Are you willing to be more of you then J-Lo or anybody fill in the blank is willing to be of themselves. Are you willing to outcreate Oprah? And it like even makes me nervous because I could feel it in my body. I'm like, are you willing to be more of yourself than Oprah is willing to be of herself? It doesn't mean are you willing to outcreate what Oprah's done? Right. Are you willing to be more of yourself? And I think every day, that's why I'm like, I learn and discover something new. I'm willing to be more of me. And I, and I, I think we pick this thing up Jessica that as soon as you graduate from college or etc and get all the things the the five things the house the kids the degree the car the whatever and the okay. grandkids and then it's done and, and that equals happiness I call bs it's every day is like a new little degree Mm -hmm. A new little thing that you're getting every single day and we're changing all the time. So I, I wonder, because my friends of my age are going, is this it? Uh, I bought all this bullshit. Uh, I, call, I call lies. And then we go through this like, you know, quarter life crisis, so to speak, or midlife crisis of going, jump ship. I'm out of here. Jump ship. Because we bought the lies. We yeah. bought this bullshit. And we're going, what is that about? 
So that's where I am. <laughs> I can't even, we're in the same, you know, I just turned 40 in February and my son's almost 10 years old. And I literally thought I cannot be having my midlife crisis this soon or my, you know, quarter life crisis, whatever you just nicely called it. But I am, I am, I just sold my yeah. salon too. I don't know if you caught that on social media, but like I was in the same boat as you. I didn't have it for eight years, but I've been in the game 20 years. So it was like one of those things where I was like, cool, I created this beautiful space. I'm like, now what? This is it? This is it? Like, is it. I'm, I'm not happy. Yeah. I like, didn't want to leave it. I sold it and I was like, can I still work here? And she was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still there enjoying the fruits of my labor. It's like, I got to pick my boss, pick my coworkers, design my own space. And like, now I'm in this little bubble, but it's still a uncertainty. You think doing something is going to give you that happiness or give you that answer to the next thing. And sometimes you just have to be okay, not knowing what that's going to look like. And that's what we were kind of talking about. of just like being at peace of like, how can you just find happiness in your day to day? And that's what Joanna and I love to jam out about. We're always in the DMs with each other. Like I see you girl in the morning. We both love to get up at the crack of dawn and get our time in because that's just when we operate. Like if you're a morning person, then you understand if you're an evening person, just reverse engineer it to your time. But, um, like you like me, our morning walks bring us so much clarity and like movement for you. Obviously, if you're a dancer, like that's how you connect to yourself. So that's same with exercise for me. Um, and we've talked a lot about like what routines look like. So how has having like a routine supported you in growing your business, pivoting like you have and doing all the things that you've accomplished? Routines have saved my life. Here's the thing. I used to be the girl that thought routines were nerdy. Like, oh, the nerds have routines. Those are lame. The cool people fly by the seat of their pants, so to speak. I really had this thought. I also had this thought that people that saved money were like nerdy. And I'm like, I call BS on all these lies that I bought. So with the routines, I am so routine now, but I'm also fly by the seat of my pants. I'm both, right? My word for this year on my little bracelet is and. Cause Jessica, I'm both of it. I'm this and I'm that, I'm this and I'm that, right? I'm a routine girl and I'm not a routine girl. So with the routines, it has saved my life literally because I used to be the girl that woke up at 10 a.m. And I want to be real. I didn't want to wake up in the morning. I was not a morning person before because I wasn't happy. I didn't want to literally open my eyes because I didn't want to start the day. So I, I wonder when people go, oh, I'm not a morning person. I hate it. I'm like, I wonder, are you, is that just another way that you don't want to say that you're unhappy? And I wonder, because for myself, when I don't want to wake up, Jessica, I know I'm not, feel, I'm not the Joanna. And I'm like, oh, something's off. And then I get curious. Mm -hmm. So the routines help me that way. Also um, planning and color coding things. I mean, that's how detailed I am now. Each wow. thing has a color. So I have four colors. You know, the pink highlighter means this, the green means this, and it's changed my life. And it's this whole plan that I have. And um, I live and die by my Google calendar. And then I physically write it down so that it goes through my hand as well. Yeah. And, and that's so funny. Like, I love that because I, I love spontaneity. I love like last minute, like being able to just say yes to things and being able to like roll with stuff because I, you know, I, I feel like I'm a micromanager and I'm kind of uptight because for me, shit doesn't get done right. Yeah. If it's not planned in there, if I don't have the right amount of time to do it, like these podcast episodes wouldn't get done. I would brush it off. I'd find something else to do. Like if we didn't structure it and put it in with our, like you said, our color coded, you know, this, yeah. that we, we would, we would get lost in the sauce because when you're kind of a creative, you do like to just 
what feels good? What do I feel like doing? What do I want to do? And if you don't put yourself in some sort of structure and get organized with your time, time management, like is the key to all things. It's the key to happiness. It's the key to, you know, finding more joy. It's the key to getting shit done. It's the key to like everything. And so I, for me, that was one of the things that I struggled with was time management. I would, I yes. was lazy. I was yep. a procrastinator. Yes. So like, I would get so much other shit done, yep. but I wouldn't do the actual thing I said I wanted to get done, which was like, start the podcast or start writing my emails that I needed to, or figure out the program I was going to design or actually talk about what I was doing. But my house would be spotless. My car would be clean. The laundry was done. Groceries were, you know what yep. I mean? So I find when people struggle with uh, routines or, or time management, it's because they're too scared to commit to whatever it is they say they want to do. So they stay in the busy, right? I'm so busy, my kids, my husband, my this, my that. Well, why can't some people do it and other people can't? Now people will say, oh, Beyonce, JLo, they've got all the money, they've got 96 nannies, all the things. But what about the average woman who's who's killing it and getting it done? It, you know, she, she can still find ways. And for me as a mom too, like I I am actually doing it where I'm, I'm pr present with my son when I'm with him. Uh, if I've got to work, I tell him what's going on and I keep him in the loop. I take him with me sometimes when we got to do stuff. He knows when the little door shut that there's a, something's going on. Um, yeah. And for me, it's like, it's showing him that you can do it all. The and, the and life. I don't have to choose one or the other. Jessica, do you think that by not doing the things that you said you were going to do, like the procrastinating of the podcast and things like that is a sense of control? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, are you kidding me? Right here. Yep. So I can control everything. Yeah. And my 2021, Jessica, for me is I am control. I'm not in control because before the past Joanna was trying to be in control. And that's why I would procrastinate on purpose. I wouldn't save money on purpose. It was my way of controlling and saying that I was right. And I'm a starving artist mm. because I have to be right. And even though I made a lot of money, where is it? And it's coming to the receiving it and going, Joanna, you chose that. What are you going to choose now? Mm. Because I wanted to judge the fuck out of me for spending the money. Yeah. I had a lot of fun and I spent it all. And where is it? Pandemic hit. Where's the money? But it was a sense of control so I can control the money and spend it because if I save the money, then I wouldn't know what to do with it. And then I'm out of control. And I'm like, Joanna, you are control. You're not in control. And for me, if anybody, if that resonates and like lights up your body, that lights me up. It rings for me because mm. I'm like, I am control. And another one, Jessica, I say, I am power. I'm not in power. I don't, I'm not powerful. I am power. And that's different. Then I can have money. But when I'm like, I'm powerful, the money just <laughs> leaves. I just like, because it's such bullshit. At least for me, it doesn't work for me that way. And that's the thing. You have to find what resonates and works for you. It's like when you're learning your times tables or when you're learning how to like memorize stuff at school, you have to find those little ways that it makes sense to you. Yes. How this person yes. isn't how you learn. And when you're a creative and you're a, you're a expressive type of person, I think a lot of people in my industry resonate exactly with what you just said, because that was me growing up. Like I made five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars one weekend doing a wedding. I'm straight to Nordstrom spending it all. I'm straight to Cabo on vacation. Like if it was in the bank, I was like burning a hole in my pocket. Money's meant to be spent. Like yes. I think because I didn't grow up with very much. So I was like, it's there, use it. Yes. And so yeah, that that I never really thought about it as being a form of control, but 
definitely like until I shifted my perspective where my mom, you know, kind of helped me train, like play the uh, watch your bank account grow game. She was like, it's so fun when you wake up in the morning and there's more in there. She's like, that's where I am now. Yes, girl. It's fun. It's so well, fun. It took me 40 years, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. With some like, that's cool. Cause I did exactly what you said a few minutes ago about my mom said to, if you checked all these boxes off, then you would be happy. And she made it real clear that those are the reasons why she wasn't happy. Like my mom had me 18 years old. She doesn't know who my dad is. I don't think she listens to the podcast. So, you know, I share everything on here and we grew up with very little. And then my mom, you know, found her stride with selling mobile homes. She like built her business. I mean, I sat on the floor of the office. We stamped flyers, like she grinded it out. And now she has a very successful business. Um, but at what cost, you know what I mean? Like she wasn't around very much, but she did what she had to do. And so I know I grew up hearing stories and, and belief systems about money, about work, about how hard things should be about that. If you didn't have a husband, if you didn't da, 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 then you weren't you know, worthy of X, Y, Z. So I got married at 25. I bought the house I couldn't afford at 25. And I suffered for four years in that till I was like, this, this is not for me. Either this is not for me now, or this isn't for me ever. Yeah. I need to get out while I'm still young and figure this out. So at 27, like I left. And so from there, it's been a backwards journey of getting out of that shithole and then realize what do I want? So like what you said about performing, like, what if I stop worrying about what my mom said, what mm. my mom thinks and how she's telling me everyone else will judge me. I already chose a career that wasn't, you know, yep. what I was supposed to pick. Yes, so that, that, that alone, it was like, and I know so many people in my industry can vibe with that, that becoming a hairdresser wasn't their family's first pick for them. Becoming a dancer wasn't their first pick. What, what are you going to do for a real job? You know, yeah. how, how was that when you got into the industry? What did that look like? My mom, like, please get a, a regular job. I mean, cause I went to college. I mimicked what everybody else did, Jessica, go to college. I went to UC Santa Barbara hated it. Two quarters. I was like, what am I doing here? I did everything in high school to get there. And I'm dyslexic. I'm like, I have everything. I, my SAT, Jessica, I got a 720. Uh, if anybody's taking the SAT, they, you know that that's less than half, but I'm so sharp, like almost like autistic. That's how creative I am. So my whole life, I was a dancer and performer and this and that, but I tried so hard. That's what a good performer I was, that I got into a UC with a 720 SAT. Now I'm only now, Jessica, starting to say that I got 720 on my SAT because I was shameful. I was just so full of shame, but I still got in. Anyway, left, hated it. Then I go, I'm going to start a dance studio. My parents thought I was batshit crazy. You're nuts. So I started the business with the FU energy of I'm going to do it just to prove to you. And as soon as I built that business to 700 students, I was like, what's next? I was bored. What's next? So I sold that business and I left and I just kept creating more and more. And, but they finally, people around me finally go, oh, she's actually good at that. And I was just a hustler. Like I had the Jay-Z hustle in me. And I'm like, I'm the uh, quintessential, what is it? Shark Tank. They're all dyslexic. All of them, they're like, and my team knows if you're going to send me an email, you got to send it like this. Like, don't send me a long thing because I'm going to read it. But I also had a sense of control where I think, Jessica, I created the, the starving artist so that I could be right. Like, see, I'm right. I'm a starving artist. I have to be like what everybody else is. And that was my sense of control. 
because if I really would have proved them wrong, it, it it's a whole dance. And I see it now that, oh my gosh, I actually started to believe it and, and I was controlling it that way. And I spent all my money, the millions that I earned. It's freaking crazy what I did. So I totally get it that my mom thought I was nuts. Now you're going to do fitness. Now you're going to do what? Create a music festival? Like, what are you doing? Just get a regular job. Still to this day, like, what are you doing? And this was also in the 90s, Jessica, right? Where entrepreneurship was not cool like the way it is now. It wasn't hashtag girl boss and oh yes. No, we were the pioneers, the first, the like, what are you doing? You don't do that. Everybody does the traditional route and especially girls. Like, what are you doing? And like, right, yeah, anyway. Yeah, and I've never been married. I don't have kids. I mean, I'm so far different then everybody in my family, they're like, that's happiness. Happiness is kids. And I'm like, I'm pretty happy and I don't have kids. Like, it's just my choice, you know? So it's, it's very, very different. But yeah, it was a lot of shame. I feel like I don't fit in, you know, cause I'm childless. Like it's a big dance. It was a big choice to make and very interesting going through that, that journey. I bet, I bet. And I feel like, you know, people that, decide to stop drinking, you know, you, you make other people uncomfortable by your decisions versus a decision that should be yours and yours alone to make, to not have children, to not drink, to not whatever the fuck you don't want to do or to do. It's like, we're constantly in the state of feeling like we're getting judged. And when you feel that pressure, you sometimes make decisions that you are not in your best interest and like how hard it is to like embody, like, what do you really want? What are some ways that you're able to now because you're aware of it, tap into like, when you stop, I know it's like the choose you timer on your phone. I love that. Um, but what are some ways that you can like check in with yourself to make sure that you are doing the things that make you happy versus what you think people are expecting of you? This is the one tool that I use all the time. And for 2021, this is like my theme. It's point of view. It's just a point of view. So whenever I receive judgment from somebody, or like, a, like, you're going to do that, Joanna, or uh, whatever it may be, I tell myself, it's just their point of view. It's just their point of view. And also, it's just my point of view of what I think about them, too, because then I start to judge them. It's just my point of view. It's just their point of view. It's just the point of view. Then the next thing I do, that's tip number one. And I say that about a gazillion times all day long, okay? The second thing I do is Judgment is not going to kill me, Joanna. It's not going to kill me. It's just their point of view. And judgment is just when somebody else would not choose what I'm choosing. Mm. That's it. I love that. So if, yeah, if I choose not to have children, they're judging me because they would choose not to, they would not choose to not have children. That's the only difference. If they have a nine to five, they would not choose to not have a nine to five. That's all it is. So I remind myself, Joanna, they would just not choose what you're choosing. That's it. That's it. They would just not choose what you're choosing. Are you willing to receive their judgment? Now, here's the last thing, Jessica. And I know that when I can fully receive judgment and I'm not a doormat, I'm not saying that you just lie down and take it, but when I can receive it and not have to fight and defend and all this bullshit, like just go, oh, okay, it's your point of view, whatever. Like truly, just roll it off. 
I know that I energetically get bigger. That's now I want, I want everybody to think about the people out there in this planet that receive judgment and they get bigger, they get bigger, they make more money, they make more money, they make more money. And all of us, quote unquote, normal people that are like trying to fight judgment all day long, we're actually getting smaller. Oof. Let's think, the Kardashians, how much judgment do they receive? And they truly receive it. You can see Kim Kardashian, she'll be on an interview and she's like, okay, like she has like no point of view. She's like, whatever, whatever. Somebody can tell her something and yeah, she gets hurt, I get it. But not to the extent that we would be like, oh my God, I got one bad post on Instagram and it's the end of the world. How many does she get a day, yeah. right? That's Donald Trump. Let's go to Oprah. I mean, I could go on and on about people that all the judgment that they get. Oh, how could she do that? Oh, JLo, she's already on her third marriage, et cetera, et cetera. And watch JLo when she broke up with A-Rod, she's getting bigger and bigger. Watch, she's going to get bigger. And it's because she can receive it. It's almost like having a bulletproof vest and you just receive the bullets. And all of us, we're trying to like dodge them. And it, it contracts us energetically. So that's how I do it. And I'm like, it's just their point of view. Judgment's not gonna kill me. They would not choose this, Joanna. And if you truly receive it, you're gonna get energetically bigger, girl. Let's go. And that's the little, the three step that I do. That's everything. I hope you guys can take away um, ways to use that even on a smaller scale, even if judgment isn't getting thrown at you on a bigger scale, but like day to day, you know, we get, we get comments all the time. I get comments at the salon from some of my clients regarding selling the salon or changing things, or even when I cut my hair, you know, I'm like, I didn't ask your opinion. I don't need <laughs> to comment on it, but yes, obviously I cut my hair, you know, just from the smallest to the biggest things like people, you just have to, you know, the biggest lesson I learned from a dear friend of mine who was a mentor, uh, he said, the sooner that you accept people for exactly who they are, the easier and more stress-free your life will be. And it's created more space in my life for better friendships because I don't have expectations of how I think they should behave. Do I get my feelings hurt still sometimes? Sure. But like overall, I can stay friends with people even when I'm not choosing the same thing as them, even when I'm not picking the same thing. It's why my mom and I have such a beautiful relationship now because I realize I have one mom and I either accept her exactly the way she is in full judgment and full, still trying to parent me and parent my child while I'm fucking 40 years old, you know, I just accept it. And when there's a boundary that needs to be made, I can say it with love and I can say, I gotta go, you know, before it was a full blown, but why are you talking about that? You know, and same in relationships, you know, we trigger and the, the ones that are closest to us. And I know you and I have talked about relationships and just like the way we've shown up in them prior and you know, our part and why they haven't worked out. And, you know, I think when you can really acknowledge how you've been showing up um, in work, in business, in life, you know, that's when the real awareness and change can happen. People see, they're like, well, you're doing all these things. I'm sure you get this too. Like you're doing all these things. How do you do it? And it's like being okay with something not working out, being okay with trying and failing, whatever failure means, you're just learning and mm -hmm. being okay with, you know, getting out in there and dating again, like you have too. And same with me. You know, it's mm -hmm. not easy, but if it, <laughs> most things that are worth it in life, we're not technically easy, right? We've got to put some work in. you got to put some sweat and I was crying earlier today. I had to go fix my face. You know, it's like that, like you were saying the journey, I had a great call this morning and something else happened. And I was like, holy motherfucking shit. 
but I'm resilient now because I've been flexing this muscle that like I had this on the calendar. It was in the marker. And I was, I, I'm like, I know when I talk to her, I'm going to feel better. Like fix your face, get on there, girl. Right? <laughs> I'm all good. Let's go. All right. I'm okay. Let's go. Yeah. But also having the grace and knowing when it sucks and not trying to pretend the performing again. So I think it's the dance, Jessica, at least for myself, knowing like, oh, okay, I got this. I can, or do I really need to take some time and retreat and like take a bath? So that's my dance. Cause before I used to always perform, mm. suck it up, suck it up, suck it up, suck it up. And finally I'm like, dude, I'm tired of sucking it up. I'm ready to just cry and have a, like really just feel into more of it. And I, that is power to me. Can I cry? And then like, yeah, this sucks. Okay, let's get back in. Where before I would cry and pretend that nothing was there. I'm so powerful. Like, is that really? I, so at least for myself in my 20s, looking there, gosh, what bullshit. But, and it was a learning. It was for me. I, it was required for me, you know, to go through that. I agree. I, I think, you know, sometimes I get into the martyr stage, like why me, why was I raised by a tough Italian mom? You too. I mean, you know, our background, our, my mom, she said to me so many times, I was your mom and your dad. I go, and you wonder why I don't know how to be more feminine or role. Like you, my female, my mother was my mom and my dad. Can you see why I'm fucking confused half the time? I don't know if I'm a good or a girl. Like, I mean, I do, you know what I'm saying? But like yeah. the way that we show up, it's like, they're so, condi and I think, you know, one of the good things about being a parent for me is I'm learning to reparent myself as I parent him. Oh, the biggest blessing. Wow. You know, and, and we tried one time. I, I probably wouldn't have a kid if it wasn't for, I would be like you very much. I resonate with you and Oprah and like, just that I would have been happy. And in the moments when it's hard right now, like I think, you know, but he has taught me patience and, and just like to slow down in life. And I think I would have never been able to connect to that part of myself. Maybe, maybe, maybe at some point, but, um, it's, it's, it's softened me up a little bit, but you know, there are days when I dream that, you know, what would it have been like to not have children? What would my life be like? You know? So I envy you just as much as, you know, you might have a moment where you're like, what would that be like? So yeah, there, there are women like me that do have kids that also think that. You know, and it's okay to say that if you have kids, you're allowed to say, what would my life have been like if I didn't have children? Wow, Jessica, that was such a fresh breath of fresh air because I wonder if my friends that do have kids don't say that around me because then whatever they're going to think that I think. And I'm like, I get it. My mom would even tell me that. She goes, oh my God, I just wish, you know, that I would have been better if I didn't have kids. Things like that. And I grew up with that. Like, oh, okay, that's just what mom, yeah, she's human. You know, I, it just was part of it. Like I even knew, interesting, and I'm going to throw this out there because I have those moments of like, I would be so different if I had different parents, but you know what? I don't think so. I would not be half as badass if I didn't have my parents because I would have been coddled Same. probably yep. or maybe, right? So then I have those moments of thank you, dad. Thank you, mom, for being tough on me because I wouldn't have half the badassness if you were easy on me or I was your princess because I was nobody's princess. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say at the beginning. Anyway, maybe it wasn't important. <laughs> okay. So tell us about your podcast. And I know that, so I wrote here, I know you're here to inspire your sisters to wake up and live fully. Explain to me, like the podcast is called the get up girl podcast. 
explain to me where that like came from. Like, what is it about that? Were there, cause you've done a lot. So, you know, redefining what it means to get back up. Cause I was on your show and I was on one of the first episodes that you had. And that was the question you asked me, what does it mean for you? Or what was it like to get back up from a tough situation? And we talked about a couple of things. So, you know, where did that come from? And why was that so heavy on your heart that you wanted to really dive into what other women have like redefined for themselves? My superpower is getting back up. And I know in my heart, I'm very aware that if my situations were in other people, they probably either would have committed suicide or drugs or not have gotten back up. I know that for sure. So I, as a superpower, and I'm like, thank you so much that I was gifted this. And I keep getting back up just like that little, that little clown that you punch and it just keeps popping back up. That is myself. And I've lost so much money and many multiple times. And I keep getting back up. First, I was 19 years old and I lost $5,000 on my first big event. I threw this dance show. $5,000 at 19 years old, most people would have said, I'm out, I'm a, this doesn't work, I'm gonna get a job. But I got back up, did it again. Next one, maybe lost 100 grand. I put a music festival together and I lost a quarter million dollars, got back up. But I'm not saying it was not easy. It was freaking hard. I was in a depression for about a year. So things of that nature, love of my life, broke up with me, just so many things. And everybody's like, you got to write a book, Joanna. I mean, I'm just giving you the tidbit. And so the Get Up Girl was born. And I'm like, what do I actually do? And the tips, like I gave you that tip of like, okay, that's just a point of view. Things like that, like how do I actually get up? Because I was frustrated, Jessica, when I would go to events or listen to people speak and they didn't get give the how they give a lot of philosophy and I'm like okay but how did you actually do it what did you actually do that's what the podcast is about I tell people this is this happened to me yesterday I was crying my eyes out I was literally on the floor this is what I did step one step two step three and I'm here talking to you now and I'm not out of it yet but I'm a little bit closer and that's what I did and that's what the podcast is about and doing the uncliche things. In my point of view, there's so many cliches out there. Think positive, do this. And you just wanna throat punch them because you're like, what do I really do when I, I really wanna like slip my wrists mm -hmm. and I'm on the floor, what do you actually do? That's what, and to show people like, yeah, let's get real. Not the, okay, this is all great because this is what I'm learning, Jessica. I've been, been coached by a lot of people that have never really fallen, that have never really had it tough. You know what I'm saying? Like tough. Yeah. And I, I know that's why you and I get along because we're like, yeah, we've seen it, I get it. But like, everything's wonderful. And now this is how I made my millions and I'm gonna teach you. And I'm like, yeah, but did you ever really fall? So do you know how to get back up? Cause I'm falling, so can you coach me? So I'm here to coach the ones that fall and the, and the dreamers that keep falling. And those are the ones that I see are the creatives. We're the dreamers, we get up, we fall, we get up, we fall. We're the more logical types, plan, 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 they get up and then they stay there. But for the other types of people out there that get up, fall, get up, fall, get up, fall, get up, fall. That's, that's who it's for. Yeah, I love that. I love that because that's kind of an untapped. There is so much fluff around, think positive, say the affirmations, do the things. And yeah, I mean, I've been to countless events where you're <laughs> waiting for them to drop the one knowledge bomb at the bottom of their story where they're going to tell you how they actually did it. 
You're like, I don't, I don't need any more fluff stories. I need tangible takeaways. Like even if it's a one hit wonder, and that's why Oprah calls them those like aha moments because yes. the part where you're like listening for 30 minutes and you're like, boom, now it actually makes sense. Or like you can actually resonate with someone's story as to like, oh, I'm not the only one dealing with this bullshit. You know, that's also why the Beauty Inspires Beauty was born too, because I was like, I need to share stories of the come up. You know, I've been in the industry in San Diego for 20 plus years. Like I've seen people start at ground zero like myself and grow into these thriving, amazing stylists. How did you do it? How mm. did you get from A to B? What happened in between? Yeah. How did you become a successful salon owner? And why is the girl that started with you 20 years ago, you know, still sweeping here, making 25 grand? What is the difference between you two? What have you done that she didn't do? You know, mm -hmm. and that's what I've kind of had to reverse figure out in my teaching and coaching was like, what's the missing components and the takeaways and the things I, I actually help them implement. And I talk about that a lot with coaching too. I'm like, they can sell you the fluff. They can give you the little cute budget sheets and tell you yeah. where to put your fucking numbers. And I'm like, but have you lost it all? Have you lost clientele and had to rebuild? Have you figured out how to like make more and work less? You know, pick a coach that's gone through some shit. You know, yes. if it all looks silver and fluffy, like you, you got to question some of that, you know, definitely. I love that. <laughs> I think about like Tiger Woods. Would you rather want Tiger Woods to teach you how to play golf or his dad? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Who taught him or who, you know what I mean? Just because he wasn't the golfer. You're like, who do you really want? The one that was like, I've been there. I think about this with like therapists because my mom put me through therapy when I was 18. And again, I was just the creative type, but she didn't know what to do with a creative type. Like you're creative, I don't know what to do with you. And so you're so emotional. So I'm going to give you to this therapist and give you, you know, medicine. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. I said that so many times when I was 18. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just different. I'm just creative. I talk really fast. I think, I just don't think like all of you, mm -hmm. right? So I think when I see therapists, I'm like, did they ever feel depressed? Or did they just go to college and learn this? You know, I always felt like that. I always felt like I was sitting in this chair. I wanted to be with somebody that was like, yeah, I came from the streets. This is how I got up. This is how I did it. Let's go. That's a therapist to me. Not, oh, I went to some college and I just got, got a degree and I learned psychotherapy. What? You've never felt depression. You don't know what I'm feeling. So, that, and I think that's why I resonate with kids that are depressed or things like that or other creatives. I'm like, I get it. I've seen it all. I felt it all. Nothing scares me. I'm here to hold space for you. Nothing can scare me. I've done it all. Let's go. That. And that's the thing about like finding your tribe and finding people that you can resonate and vibe with in that non-judgment zone. Because I, like being able that I've worked in bigger salons, I found people that are like us that I can connect with and have thoughtful conversation. They get us, you know? And that's why when I first walked into the salon I started at, um, that hit me hard. I was like, I did choose the right career. This is the right place for me. They're all fucking weird and crazy too. And <laughs> I am with my people. It, it, yes. I was at 19 years old. I walked into that salon and I thought she was wrong. My mom was wrong. This is where I belong, at least for right now. And it, it allowed me to express myself, dress how I wanted, wear my hair out. One day you could show up preppy. One day you could show up goth. Like you literally can yeah. define your, redefine yourself every single day in this industry. What you want to serve, how you want to look, how you want I mean, any of it. Same with dance, same with any of that kind of expressive like nature. And w trust, if we couldn't, if, if we could choose to not be as emotional or as deeply feeling, <laughs> I'm sure we would definitely check that box to not be so emotional. I would, 
but it is who we are and it allows us to hold space for other people. And that's why I think women like us need to do more of this coaching. And I know it, it's kind of become this crazy saturated market of like, everybody's a fucking coach now, but I know therapists who have tapped more into the coaching because you can hold better space when you're a coach versus the rules they put on the therapy, you know? Yep. So, yep. um, you also do something really cool. You started not that long ago, which are the 30 day challenges. So tell us about how those have gone and what, what was the reason behind why you started those? It goes back to the routines you were talking about. Yeah. And I know for myself, I created this for me last year during the pandemic. I was like, what do I want to do for my birthday? And I love to ask questions. So I was asking this question for about six months. What do I want to, and I was very curious. What do I want to do for my birthday? What do I want to do for my birthday? And I just got a download from the universe do a 30 day challenge and you're going to go live every day. All right. So I meditated. I did a meditation challenge. And here's the thing, Jessica, I did it for me. I created for me where before I would have created for other people. Mm. So I'm like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to meditate every morning and y'all couldn't in, uh, come if you want to. It was like that. Not like, Oh, do people show up? And I'm like praying that they show up. I'm doing this for me. People started showing up and I go, you know what? I'm going to keep going. So I did December. I'm going to keep going. So I did January. Now I'm going live for the full year. And I discovered something really cool by doing something for 30 days and changing it has completely changed my life and scares me. So I've done a bed making challenge. I've done a book challenge, a journal challenge, a question asking challenge, like whatever comes up in my life. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And this is going to create for me and everybody's invited to join with me. And I think that's the difference of where I'm taking my business now, because before Jessica it was always like for my clients, for my clients, for them, for them, for them. And I was depleted with nothing left. That's why I was exhausted. That's why I sold my dance studio. That's why I closed the fitness studio because it was always for everybody else. And I'm like, now this is for me. What's fun. And I'm using this as a practice you know, for like other things. So I would love for all of you to join me, go to my Instagram, Joanna Vargas official and see which the next one is and just join in. But I truly, it takes about 30 days to kind of get something in your blood and routines. If you're like, I'm not really a routine person. Cool. Let's go for it. If it scares you. Awesome. 30 days should scare you like damn 30 days, right? Yeah. What you can do. I love that. But how lightweight, make your bed every day. That's a good one. Like there's good places to start. And that's what I always say when people are feeling stuck, it's like, what's one small thing that you can change today that's going to make you feel empowered, right? And just committing to something, especially on social media platform or just with a friend, like that's why getting into hiring a coach or a mentor, like put some skin in the game so that you do show up, you know? And yeah. uh, let's touch on that for one second before we go, because I, you know, it's, you know, I got a mom life. I got to get my kid from school, but what was one of the defining reasons that made you decide to like hire a coach or, or invest in something that was going to help up level your business or life? When was it you were like, I'm ready to do that? 15 years ago, I knew that I hit a plateau and this 15 years ago, coaches were not the way they are now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were not plentiful. And I got really curious again. I like to like talk to the, to God universe, like, all right, what's next for me. And I went to this event and I met a coach, a business coach. And I just knew, and I'm like, I'm going to work with her. And from there, I knew that my business changed. She started helping me with planning. That's where I started my routines was with her, Jessica. 
I never knew any, nobody ever taught me how to make plans, what a planner was, what this was, I had no idea. So I started working with her. Now here's the cool thing. One coach will lead you to another, will lead you to that person, will lead you to this person. And I'm still with that coach to this day, but I've still had other coaches. And I also see it like this. Think about the basketball players, okay? May Kobe, rest in peace. He had probably a massage therapist, that coach. He had an offensive coach. He had a defensive coach. They had the head coach. That's me. I have my mindset coach. I have a business coach. I have like a consciousness coach. I literally have, I can tell you five people that I go to now, cause it wasn't just one, one again, Jessica wasn't enough. And I'm like, okay, this, she's really good at this, but I also need somebody that's going to help me with money mindset. So then I hired this person, but I bring them all together and I take what works with me. Mm-hmm. And I see myself as an elite athlete that needs to get and results, win that game. And I need offense, defense, all these different people to come together. And here's the other thing, Jessica, last thing, I knew that I had to trust me because the moment I gave them their money, I wanted them to save me. It's up to you now to save my business. And when I realized, I'm like, it's up to me, they're gonna give me all the tools, but I gotta be committed to me. And I wasn't committed to me. And until I changed, that's when the business started changing. Committed to me and that coach is there to assist me, not to save me. Not to play and the I game. see a lot of people. Yeah, Go not, ahead. Not to play the game for you. We, yeah. We, oh my. And as a coach, like you, you yes. are as good as your students, but your students have to be willing. And that's the part where, you know, same thing. In my breathwork training class, that's what they said. You are not there to breathe for them. You are there to guide them. You are their guide, not their guru is what they like to say too. It's like, you can lead somebody to something, but you can't make them do it or change or be that. Right. And so, but when you have accountability, you know, and more so than accountability, because accountability is also like someone holding your hand and doing it. It's support, it's structured support and guidance and, and in a way that they understand when they can hold space and they've been there and they know what you're going through, it's, it's, it's a fresh perspective. Like you were saying, how can I look at this in a way that's going to benefit me? How can I take what they're teaching me and apply it to what I've got going on? Right. Cause if you don't take the knowledge and then impl- imply it or apply it, it's, it's just a bunch of bullshit, yep. right? You can read all the fucking books you want. You can say you're doing the work, but if you don't start actually doing it, you're going to get the same exact results. It is not anybody's coach's fault. So yes. And then you hear, oh, that coach doesn't work. Really? Are you sure? Are you committed to you? Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay. So where can people find you? Joanna Vargas official to join her next 30 day challenge. I'm telling you, just follow her anyways. Her energy is amazing. She's on there every morning, giving you tons of hype. Um, and bringing that energy, even when it's tough. Cause you like to keep it real. I love that. Um, I love you sister. Thank you for this time. You're amazing. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you everybody for listening. Love you all. That was a lot of fun. So much fun. And if you guys love this podcast, please, please leave us your comments, your thoughts, repost this, share this with your friends. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast, yes, please do that. And then follow Joanna over at the get up girl podcast. And if you are a dancer or a creative, she also has a podcast called dance your life. Um, I'm sure there's some amazing stuff and guest interviews in there too. I've seen you've got some good people over there. Um, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Bye.